0: to the Shai Fleischer Show, broadcasting live from Judea, from my little room of quarantine. That's right, I'm drinking quarantinis, because I'm in quarantine, because I was at the uh, CPAC-APAC conference, and at CPAC I came in contact with somebody who had the dreaded coronavirus, uh, but I am okay, 100%, no problem, and it seems like zero people that that came in contact with that person uh, have uh, gotten the illness, uh, have been infected, but uh, be that as it may for safety precaution, I've been in quarantine and I'm done in just a few days uh, on Shabbat. Uh, and that's actually uh, not so weird because there's quite a few people who are in quarantine in Israel and probably where you are as well. So it's it's something that's happening. It's part of our world. And for a long discussion on quarantine and those issues and the coronavirus and a lot of humor, please stay tuned for the second half of the show. Uh, with Malka Fleischer, who does uh, brave uh, the situation and uh, joins me for the show. Uh, She is not in quarantine, if you're wondering. The family is not in quarantine since I am first circle and without symptoms. They are second circle without symptoms and therefore not in quarantine. So she joins me for the second half. Please join me. It's a lot of fun. I could tell you I just recorded it. It was just like really good fun. So you'll enjoy it. And we'll try to keep this a half short, especially since we don't have – uh, our beloved Rabbi Mike Foyer with us today, uh, and that's okay. He, it's obvious he's not with me here in quarantine. Uh, be that as it may, uh, we have an amazing Torah portion. Yes, I, I wish that Rabbi Mike would be with us here because it's one of the most dramatic, one of the most important Torah portions uh, that that are, that exist. All the Torah is important, all the Torah is holy, all the Torah is God's word. But in terms of our uh, small human comprehension, uh, this one this one is something that is, um, it, it, it's is—it's—it's one of those Torah portions that I wait for eagerly throughout the year and just kind of like prepare to get to because it's Kitisa. It's its its one of the big ones. And it's really when uh, God is going to show himself face-to-face to man and to his great servant, our great leader and rabbi, Rabbi Moses, Rabbeinu, Moshe Rabbeinu, uh, Moshe Rabbeinu Halava Shalom. Uh, and the Torah portion uh, Kitisa, which is in the thirtieth uh, chapter of the book of Exodus, Shmot, Perek Lamed, and uh, it starts off. It starts off uh, kind of normally enough for the last two portions we did with Truma, we did with Tetzaveh. We did we dealt with the vestments and the vessels, the furnishings and the clothes uh, of the tabernacle. But now we're going we're gonna to actually learn why there is a tabernacle that's going to come in this Torah portion. And if I didn't say it before, this is the Torah portion of Moses' glowing face versus the golden calf. Both uh, are going to be a mask of sorts, right? The mask is the fraudulence of the golden calf. And the other mask is when Moses' truth light shining from his face is, needs to be covered up with a kind of cloth in order not to show that that, that awesome and, and somewhat scary power. But the Torah portion begins like the other Torah portions, the last two ones. It talks about the vessels and the vestments. So we're going to talk about the machatzita shekel, which is the half shekel that everybody has to donate uh, for the tabernacle. And it's also a way of, of counting a census. So there's the machatzita shekel, the half shekel, which every person gives a half which in itself is a beautiful concept. Like when you want to be counted, when you want to be part of something, you give a half. That says a lot, right? Uh, imagine if every one of your identity cards, your driver license would be a half, right? The truth is I'm just a half. I, I am half of something. I'm not fully something. I am fully me, but me is not fully anything without society, without my husband or wife, without my relationship with God, without my relationship with my children. I'm I'm not a full thing. So when I say me, I don't mean the big me, because there is no big me. Only God is a full one me. But the rest of us, were halves, and that's what the signal of the machatzita shekel is, which is a beautiful thought. Then we have the kior, which is the laver, and that is the hand-washing and feet-washing, big basin of water made out of copper that sits in the tabernacle that prepares uh, the priests for their work because they need to purify themselves. Then we have uh, two... More even mystical ideas, which is one is the anointing oil, which is made up of different spices and, and put together with oil, and that that is a a sanctifying oil. When you when you smear, and of course that's a very Jewish word. You have to smear. You have to know how to smear. And the if you smear the old shemen uh, uh, Mishcha, the the anointing oil well, that thing becomes sanctified. So the whole tabernacle is going to go through the Shmeer process, including the, the koanim themselves. And then finally, uh, we're going to deal with the ktorit, which is the incense. And the incense is, is this, there's a special incense altar, which is on the uh, inner courtyard right before the Holy of Holies. Uh, and, and that incense is, uh, is, is very finely, finely uh, refined or chopped. And then when you put a piece of coal in there, it goes, Shh, and a big smokestack of, of amazing incense spreads out. And the Gemara famously says that, uh, that all of Jerusalem would, would have the scent of the Ketorot when there was a temple in Jerusalem. Just, just to kind of also make a, a quick uh, background announcement, which is the tabernacle is the predecessor of the temple in Jerusalem. The tabernacle is the roving way to serve God. I call it the diaspora Jew, the the, the, the tabernacle, uh, uh, Mishkan Jewry, when Jews are on uh, route traveling. And then when we're at home base, it kind of grows and becomes the temple, and that's in only one place, which is in Yerushalayim. Uh, if you're wondering in Jewish history, I think that we're exactly in the period where we have a tabernacle, uh, right when Joshua came in, and there was a tabernacle that was the place... That, 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 that not yet had the temple been established in Jerusalem. So it's like we're in the land, but it's not fully established yet. That's, that's how I think of ourselves in Jewish history. Um, and then we're going we're gonna to have something that ties it all in. We've had two and a half Torah portions that spoke about vessels and vestments, vessels and vestments, investments, okay? Uh, but, but who's going to make all that? Who's going to make it happen? And there's going to be a dude, and his name is Betzalel ben Uri ben Chur. And this El, he is the grandson, ostensibly the grandson of Chur, who is the son of Kalev ben Funeh, and who in the traditions of the Jewish people was actually murdered in this Torah portion, later in this Torah portion, by the Jewish people, or by at least the heir of Rav, the mixed multitude, as they yearned to have a golden calf, and came khur and tried to stop him khur was really uh, uh Aaron's helper and together they were the backup team for Moses remember the the two people that held the hands up of Moses when he was uh when, when there was the battle with the Amal- Amalekites and Joshua was battling and Moses' hands were up Moses' hands got tired who held those those hands up it was Aaron and Khur so Hur is along with Aaron and everything, uh, but when the Jewish people come up and say we want a golden calf, Hur tried to stop them. Hur tries to stop the those uh, that mixed multitude that that yearn for a golden calf, and they murdered him. And the midrash says that it was Aaron, and they and they show it in the verses. That Aaron saw that he had been slain, and he understood that A, he was next if he would not agree to create a golden calf, and B, that the Jewish people would uh, deserve uh, unmitigated punishment if they would also murder the, the high priest Aaron. And so, and so he goes along with their plot trying to slow them down. Um, and and Hur is murdered. Later on in this very Torah portion, this is not written in the full text, I meaning so you won't be able to see it directly in the text, but that is the Jewish tradition, and they find uh, clues for that in the text. The most important clue is that Khur disappears from the Bible. He was an important player beforehand, and suddenly he's totally gone. And there's other verses that basically show that he is that he had been slain and slaughtered. And what's so amazing, and this is to me even a bigger clue, Uh, that God's justice is eternal, is that in the places that we are introduced to Bezalel, who is the grandson of Hur, now let's not worry right now about the chronology, because there's a chronological problem in the age of Bezalel, but there are ways to solve that. Uh, Notwithstanding the chronological issue, what the Torah tells us is that uh, when we're introduced to Bezalel, it says, Re'e, Karati ben Uri ben See, I have called the name of B'Tzalel. And again, later on in the Torah, when we meet B'Tzalel, see here, I have brought forth this guy and I have chosen him. Why does it say that? Why not just say, uh, and I have chosen? What is this business of see? And it's recurring when it comes to the, only specifically to B'Tzalel. And my contention is that God is telling us a, a, a big message here, which is. My servants, my beloved servants, I watch out for them. I watch out for all souls, and I watch out for justice. You murdered my beloved Khur, uh, but he is not forgotten. And Bezal el is his grandson, and I have chosen him to show you that though the other one was killed, Al-Kidosh Hashem was killed for the sanctification of God's name, don't think that I am blind to that. Don't think that I'm that I don't see that. In fact... I have called the name of Betzalel ben Uri ben Hur. I have chosen his grandson to be the one who does what exactly what Hur wanted to do, which is to sanctify God. and to stop you from doing idolatry. It is his grandson that is going to fulfill that through the creation uh, of the tabernacle. And so that's a very powerful proof to the to the idea that Hur was murdered and that his great grandson, his grandson, which is the great grandson of Kalev ben Yifune, is going to be. Uh, 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 He's going to be um, honored seen respected and he's going to fulfill the mission of his grandfather and that God does not forget um, and then after we are introduced to uh, Bezalel, we're introduced to the Sabbath once again let me find my place here so the Sabbath is is once again detailed uh, and the Sabbath in in this in this particular uh, uh, rendition of it this this iteration of of the sabbath commandment it has some very beautiful th- thoughts here and i wanted to kind of just stay there on w- one verse the verses 31 16 and we say this on shabbat the children of israel kept the sabbath uh to keep the sabbath to to work the sabbath as it were uh for generations an eternal an eternal covenant Sabbath is an eternal covenant. Strangely enough, right? The day of rest is a covenantal thing. Be'ni, listen to these words, Be'ni uvein Yisrael, it is between me and the children of Israel. And notice, by the way, no other peoples have really kept the Sabbath. Be'ni uvein Yisrael, ot hi le'olam, between me and the children of Israel, it is an eternal sign. It is a eternal... Um, Oh, is like is like, it's a sign, but basically, like sign that other people see. It, it, it's a it's a it's a covenantal sign. It's like a a placard, if you will. It just says, it says like this is between me and the Jews. If the Jews are keeping Sabbath, there's a God in this world. Why? Says the verse, "Ki yamim et For six days, God created the heavens and the earth. Uva Shavat, And the seventh day. He rested, Fash and was. This is I'm making up an English word here. Insold, his soul was buttressed, rested, recovered, recuperated. Rashi says, "Of course, God doesn't need recuperation, but he writes this in order for us to understand the message of the day: that if God, who certainly doesn't need to recuperate, then we need to recuperate." So it's interesting. Is Sabbath good for you? Well, one could make a simple argument that it's good for you. It's good for the family. It's good for to to um, to unplug. It's good to to rest your mind. It's Good to re-energize. Uh, and yet, and yet, this thing that's good for you is also unique to the Jewish people's uh, the, the the Jewish people's relationship with God. And it is also so. We learn that it's unique. We learn that it's good for you, and it's also a sign of God's presence in this world. So that's that's very interesting because you would think that it wouldn't need necessarily to be good for you. But there's something about the Sabbath which is vayinafash, Fash. And I think, I submit to you that maybe the answer is that the Shabbat is one of the ways, one of the few ways in which the Jewish people remain eternal. Uh, that is our linkage with God to stay eternal is to recuperate, uh, or, or relax, but also re-plug in to what the master of the world is really all about to his torah to the family to pass those ideas and feelings on to the next generation so the sabbath is yes a sign yes between jews and, and god only uh but it's also a way to perpetuate the two former things to perpetuate the jewish people so that they will be a sign so that they will be a proof for for god in this world so beautiful words in this very dramatic Torah portion, which we're going to get to the drama in a second, Vayinafash, vayinafash. Now, um, next thought, which is, I think, very important. Do you remember, I've said this maybe a few times, but I, I, I want to uh, kind of highlight it again. Uh, I, I don't believe, even though, though there are Midrashim, let's say that my personal take is that Moses did not have a stutter. It really doesn't say in the Torah textually that he had a stutter. What it says is, is that he was heavy of speech and heavy of tongue, or he had an uncut, uh, kind of a rough mouth, a rough tongue. And I think the meaning of that is is that he spoke very bluntly. He was a very blunt speaker, a heavy speaker. He would come down heavy on people. And so he says to God uh, earlier on, he says to him, listen, don't send me to the Jews because I'm a straight talker. I don't, I don't know how to be diplomatic I don't know how to be easygoing with people. I, I in, in some ways, I'm offensive because of my bluntness. So God says to him, "Okay, I'm going to send you the diplomat," and I don't, I don't mean that in any light way, but somebody who can speak to people, somebody who can mollify their their nervousness, somebody that a, a person who knows how to speak to an, uh, a a people, uh, in in their ways, in in a certain kind of softness and kindness, get people help people come around, and that's Aaron. Aaron is the diplomat. And we know that that even our rabbis tell us that that Aaron was willing to bend truth. He was willing to bend truth in order to bring peace between peoples. This is a diplomat, okay? This is a person whose strength is in finding common ground, easing the tensions, et cetera. Even though, of course, yearning for truth, uh, but willing to, to ease it so that Uh, so that it's not too harsh and it can be accepted and that is my explanation for what happened at the golden calf because the golden calf basically you had a separation between these two characteristic traits moses goes up to the mountain and therefore he is going to be with god with ultimate penultimate truth he's up there with god as opposed to aaron who's going to be with the people who have human demands and, and, and those human demands, without the balance of, of ultimate truth, can lead to a distortion. And that's what happened with the golden calf. They demanded something distorted. And Aaron, instead of cracking down hard on him, as is his nature, was somewhat trying to be soft with them in order to mollify them, get them to a better place, pass time until Moses arrives. But the separation between Aaron and Moses at that moment is what led to this collapse truth is in one place, diplomacy is in another place and and because those two things aren't hybridized, aren't uh, mixed, uh then uh, catastrophe ensues. So uh, the great the great way that the Torah tell the Torah has an amazing word. Now, I, again, I love this Torah portion, guys. Uh, folks, uh, I really do. And it's it says um uh at the end of Moses' time on the mountain of Sinai, Mount Sinai, God gave, when he finished speaking to him in Har Sinai, God gave him what? two tablets. ha'edut, two tablets of witnessing. Luchot they evan, are, they are stone tablets. they are written Elohim, in the hand of God, with the finger of God. However, so so this is a very high moment. Maybe if you think about it, the highest moment, right? This is a, the highest moment there is. What is this high moment? That man is with God and God dictates the law, writes it on two tablets to bring down to the people. And incredibly the next the next phrase is and that's the word I wanted to focus on, vayar haam, the nation saw That Moses was delayed to come down from the mountain. Now this word boshesh means he was embarrassed to come down to the mountain. He was on a potentially loftier level than coming down to the people. And that's the way the people perceived it. They perceived, it says that they perceived that Moses was too lofty to come down to them. And they're having non-lofty thoughts at this moment. Non lofty. Let's make a big party. The, the parents are gone. Let's make a house party an animal party. And and uh, and of course Moses is up there. Sure, he's with God. He's, you know, he's in the yeshiva of the heavens. But down here on earth, we've got we've got carnal urges. And come on, the uh, Rashi says, "Boshesh." is the word bashesh, which is came six. The sixth hour had arrived, and they miscalculated when he was about to, supposed to return. They didn't understand that there was yet another 24 hours, at least, that he was supposed to arrive, and they, they, they miscalculated, they misunderstood when he told them he would arrive. And also the devil, the, the, the dark energy of this world, showed them an image of Moses on his deathbed riding high in the sky, which is another way of saying that because they had a yearning, as I said before, a carnal urge, then their mind allowed them to see a a, a dead Moses. He's not coming down. He's in the heavens with God, and we're down here. And so therefore they gathered around Aaron, and they say to him, we don't know what happened with this Moses that took us out of Egypt, at least they admit that. Uh, Uh... and he says, uh, and they say to, wait one second, I lost it here for a second. I'm all alone here, so I don't have uh, Rabbi Mike to talk and to find the, the, the place in the meantime. Uh, they say to uh, they say to Aaron, Kum, get up! Asel anu Elohim! Make for us a God! Asher y'lchul fanenu! That will walk before us. Because we don't know what happened with Moses. So make for us an idolatry. Make for us an idolatry. So, so Aaron tries to slow him down. He says, you know, uh give me uh your wives and children's uh gold uh, nose rings and earrings he thought that would slow them down but they got it quick enough and, it'd be, and it be an a molten god was created how was it created well Aaron on, when Moses asks him what happened later on Aaron is going to say to him we threw in this gold and out came out this uh this golden calf and that's not a lie uh because uh there were people the, the midrash says an amazing midrash that when Moses was down in Egypt at the Nile and he wanted to bring up the body of Joseph who was buried below the Nile, he had a, a, a metal, I think it was silver, uh, a, a kind of plate that had the word in it, Aleshur Arise Bull, which was bull was kind of the, the accolade nickname of uh, of Joseph. And indeed, when he threw, threw that in, uh, Joseph Bones rose up from from underneath the, the Nile, but somebody had that metal bar and threw it into the fire, which said, "You know, arise, a bull!" And out came of this golden calf. It's an interesting. It's it's an interesting. Um, it's an interesting thought that uh, uh, th- that this you know the, the power of Aaron, the power of Mo, of excuse me of Joseph uh, would be used as an idolatry. Uh, in any case, uh, they they rose up the next morning. This thing was created. They rose up to party and they began to jest, and then and then suddenly back screen the camera shifts back to to Moses in the mountain. God says to him, "Go down, because you because this nation that you brought up from Egypt uh, has succumbed to licentiousness, and they have left very quickly the pathway which I which I prescribed for them." They've created an avoda, Zara, uh, uh, an idolatry. And they said, These are your gods, Israel, which took you out of Egypt. So God, God basically says, Hey, y- you know, while you're up here talking truth with me, your people have gone down to the lowest debasement. Lowest debasement. And so you got to get back down there. Um, and God says to him, God says to him, before he goes down there, actually, actually, I take that back. He doesn't say go back down there. He says, you know what, God says to him, I've seen this, this nation, and it is a stiff-necked nation. Now, leave me, as in don't, don't trouble me about this, don't bug me, and let my anger flare upon them, and I'll make you into a, uh, a, a great nation. And Moses begins a process of trying to apologize and to, and to uh, um, appease God, and to help him to argue, make great arguments for why the Jewish people should remain alive. And he says, uh, why, why would you be angry at your nation, as in you know your nation, you know who they are, and you took them out in a great hand. Why should you allow the Egyptians to say that, he, that God wanted to just to kill his nation up on the mountains? Re- return from your anger, and so so argument number 1 is argument number 1 is i think uh you took them out as in your god you know who they are so what are you so upset about since you obviously knew who you're dealing with that's argument number 1 so that's a personal like god that's between you it's it's thou thou it's like between god and god it's like come on you know who you're dealing with so that's number 1 and number 2 is on the public face, why would you allow Egypt to make you look bad and to say you were incapable? That would be shameful for God. And three, remember, 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 for Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, your servants, which you swore to them. Right, this, 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 we, we read this on fast days. And, uh, and it's, it's to commemorate that, that God was very angry and that he returned from his anger. You swore to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So one is you know who you're dealing with. And two is um, you're going to look bad in the face of Egypt. And three, you made an oath to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob to bring their children um, out of Egypt. Uh, and you made an oath to them. So God, God basically says. Now, why did I list those arguments? The reason I listed those arguments is because Rabbi Nachman says something that's so great. He goes, he goes, When you talk to God, make good arguments. Make a good, make a case for yourself. Argue your case, or for the nation, or for other things. Make a good case. Learn from from Moses that it's important to articulate a good case. Um. And and uh, God says. You know that at that point, God, as uh, it says, decides not to destroy His nation. He, he, uh, he, uh, he pulls back from that the anger of destruction against the Jewish people, and it says he he pulled back from the anger that the badness that he wanted to do to his nation. The nation returns to be Ammo. Because because a few phrases beforehand, he says to Moses, "Your nation, as in your your folks, your people." Now it's back to being in his his nation. Thank God that God kind of takes us back to be His nation. Moses goes down the mountain. He's got the two the two tablets of the Ten Commandments. Uh, and and uh, we learn more about the Ten Commandments at this point. Just before they get destroyed, we learn that they're indeed written from this side and to this side, from both sides equally all the way through. How could that be possible? How could the letters be the same on both sides? Uh, that's one of the the the, the kind of uh, miraculous elements. And these the the uh, the tablets themselves were a work of God, uh, and the writing was the writing of God, and it was it was engraved onto the uh, onto these tablets, our, our sages say not not harut, uh, but rather uh, rather cherut. Like whoever follows us has great freedom, has liberty. But in any case, uh, uh, these um, the, these were the special first tablets that God Himself made, and and they're going down the mountain. Uh, and what happens is is that he sees when Moses sees uh, the the Egelah and the dancing the the golden calf and the dancing moses was angry and he threw from his hands these two tablets and he broke them at the foot of the mountain and then you know like and you know can you imagine and, and but we have we have this dichotomy of angry moses comes down and then later on it's going to be like lit up moses so he he comes down off the mountain and he, and he sees this this golden calf. He burns it. He chops it into into fine pieces, like small, uh, into dust. And he puts it on the water and he makes the Jews drink from it. Uh, and ostensibly those Jews that drink from it are, are going to die. Uh, but they are going to have to kind of take this, uh, this serum uh, of truth and those who, uh, and Rashi explains those who those who took part in it were going to die from this water. Um, he questions Aaron, and he sees that, that the situation is really bad. Aaron himself, uh, Rashi tells us later on, he's going to uh, be saved because God wanted to kill him as well, but he did. God does kill two of his children later on. We learn that the two his two children that died, Nadav and Avihu, uh, according to one Rashi, is a result of the uh, of the idolatry that was created with Aaron's help, and we have to be so careful, you know, because I, I never want to say uh, bad speech about Aaron, who is one of the greatest greatest leaders that, that that ever lived, and 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 beloved by the nation of Israel. But the Torah does not mince words. He had a hand in in the, uh, in, the in the. Of course, he didn't want it, but he had a hand in the creation of the of the golden calf. And you know what though I've said so much and yet what's interesting is that is that the the most dramatic part is is just yet to come. And Moses goes back up to the mountain and and he says um he says vayashav uh, moshe he 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 spoke back with God and he said, you know, the nation did a great sin. Um and he says if you're not going to if you're not going to, to, to overcome uh, your anger, if you're not going to carry their sin, then destroy me, erase me from this book which you have written. Could there be anything more dramatic than Moses saying to God, erase me from the book which you have written? First thing, that, that, that this is a proof that there is a Torah. Like the Torah tells you, yes, God was writing a book. And that Moses knew that he was a star in this book. He says, erase me from this book which you have written. Just, just that phrase. Just think about that. na, <macheynina> please erase me from the book. First thing, God is an author. He's the creator of the world. He's also an author. Erase me from this book. I don't want... I, and he doesn't, he doesn't even, by the way, he doesn't have the chutzpah to say, erase your book. Just erase me from your book. I don't want. I don't want any part of your book or I don't deserve any part in your book. And God says to him, he who sent to me, I'm going to erase from my book. Interesting, right? Like the greatest thing, the greatest evil is that is the, the greatest punishment is that you're erased from God's book. Think about that. And then he says to him, God says to him some bad news. You know what he says? He says, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fulfill all that I promised, but I'm going to do it through agency i'm gonna do it through an emissary a messenger it's not gonna be me the real me i'll get it done but it will be just how should we say without feeling perfunctory um i'm i'm going to i'm going to send my angel and he's going to get it all done and we'll keep going but it won't be the real me Take, take the nation Take the nation up to the land of Israel, to the land that I promised. I'll send my angel. He'll destroy the, the nations. Um, but I shall not go up amongst you, for you're a stiff-necked nation, you. Um, the nation and you. And you're going to get destroyed along the way. And when the nation heard this bad thing, when the nation heard this bad thing that it's not the real you would think right you would think it's like you know what good deal not too much god just you know let's 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 have a normal human thing here bring us to the land we're indigenous we've got rights international law rights and all that we don't need too much god when when that's the message the jewish people are incredibly heartbroken heartbroken the Jewish people say, "No, no, 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 we, we want the real the real god. You know, we have we, secretly replaced God with this angel in in the morning's coffee. You know, we've 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 kind of uh, you know, we've we've lightened it up. It's now decaf. It's now decaf God. What's wrong with that? Decaf God take the options. not so bad. But the Jewish people are are heartbroken. Are heartbroken. Once again, they're called the stiff-necked people. And also God then demands them to take off these crowns that they were given at Mount Sinai because they're walking around with these these kind of angelic crowns. God says, "You know what, take those off! You don't deserve them that's that's an embarrassing moment, and they indeed take off these uh these kind of these these light crowns that they're wearing and and then it says it says that it explains how Moses had set his tent apart and it says that that God would speak the God would speak to Moses face to face as he would speak with a person as a person would speak to another person uh and Moses will uh, excuse me and Joshua never left his side which is an interesting aside here which is like at this very moment we're taught that there is Somebody in the wings one could make an argument. My friend Alex Straman made an argument to me and explained that uh, based on teachings of of another rabbi that uh, that really the, the the golden calf is the is the essential sin, and from that uh, essential sin came other sins, including the ones of the the great other sin of the uh, of the of the spies who rejected the land of Israel, and it all became it went down from here. Uh, so immediately we're told there's a Joshua, right? At the at the sin of the golden calf, we learn there's a Joshua, and if even if Moses can't bring him into the land, Joshua will. And then there is, uh, then this Torah portion takes on the the very mystical, uh, very uh, uh, hidden language of the talk that God has with Moses, and uh, and he and Moses says to him. You know, uh, you you have known me by name. You told me to 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 bring up this nation. This is the this is a, if you want, if you'd like, this is the conversation, that a continuation of the conversation that they had initially at Mount Sinai, initially before Moses becomes Moses the Redeemer. When God says, "I'm going to send you down there," so Moses is like, "Look, we we had an understanding here. We talked on this very mountain, like you promised me." You said to me, "Go down and get them." Uh, like, like, why? Why would you send me down here only to be disappointed in this whole thing? You, you kind of foresaw it. And Moses says, "If your, if your face, the real you, isn't going to walk with us, don't bring us up from here." And the only way that that it is, there's only one proof that we actually found favor in your eyes and you wanted this whole story is that the real you, the real you, Hashem, you, God, is going to come up with us uh, that you walk with us and we'll be a nation unlike all other nations. And, and me and the nation will be unlike unlike all other nations that are on the face of the earth. So Moses then says to him, show me your glory. One of the most powerful verses has five words. Moses says, show me, please, your glory. As in, tell me what this is all about. Tell me the real, real story. Tell me why. Tell me who you are. Tell me what, what are your, why do you, why, why, did, why do you do what you do? Well, Like, why did you create this world? Why did you create this nation? Why did you create this story? What, what is this all for? And God answers him He says, I will pass all my goodness before you and I'm going to call the name on the name of God. I'm going to, you're going to hear the, the true name of God. But you shall not be able to see my face because nobody can see my face and live. The human cannot see my face and live. Because, because if you see my true face, you will be basically subsumed back into me. I did something. I separated a bit of me out into this world. Uh, in order to create you human beings and this story. If I show you my full glory, you will not live, not in the sense that you're going to die, but you're gonna, just going to be subsumed right back into into, into the world before creation. So what I'm going to do, says God, is that there's, there's this cave, and I'm going to put you in this cave, and then I'm going to kind of block my hand. I'm going to put my hand in front of, of this cave until I pass, and when I pass, I'm going to reveal it, and you're going to see my back. What does that all mean? This is the makings of the Zohar. This is the makings of the Arizal. This is the makings of the Gra and the Baal Shem Tov. These are the makings of, of of a of a, of a kind of truth, which uh, it's as the as the text itself says. To understand these things itself is is to see the face of God, and that is not exactly something that is that is easy. And and that we're given to, but it's definitely the stuff, right? Like when you read the stuff, and I hope you do read it. We're in chapter thirty-four of the book of, of Exodus. So you know, it's important to to read these words and to try to feel something, try to understand something, try to let this the this energy uh, radiate out to you. So God says to him, "Make two new, uh, new 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 uh, tablets." And uh, don't let the Jewish people come up. And he indeed did make two new uh, Ten Commandments, two two new plates, tablets. Uh, Hashem stood there as he told them he would, and he passes his whole glory. And Hashem passed his glory next to Moses or, or before him when he was in that cave, and he called out, Hashem, Hashem, vechanun, ve'emet, avon And he he passes in front of him and he reads out this formula. This formula is the 13 attributes of God's mercy. So revelation of what God is, is the revelation of God's mercy. We use this phrase. We say this phrase, and I tell you, in Judaism, when you get a chance to say this phrase, and we say it, it's a very powerful phrase, and it's kind of the real name of God that He revealed Himself to Moses. This is a God of 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 mercy. His mercy towards His love to, towards those who love Him. laafim <inaudible> to thousands who 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 are His lovers, but uh, but not to those who are His haters. And Moses hurried, and he fell to the ground, and he prostrated. And again, he says, "You must walk amongst us because we are stiff-necked people." This is a recurring theme—the stiff-neckedness. And you will, and please, we ask you to forgive to our sins, and and, and our and our iniquities, and to uh, bring us to the promised land, bring us to the uh, uh, to the to the land of um, Nachala, our, our inheritance. <sighs> and then God goes on, and 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 after this very very private interchange between Moses and God, it becomes yet again a national discourse. And the national discourse is, I'm going to come up to the land. You got to kick out the bad guys, the seven nations. Don't make a deal with them. Do not cut a deal with the seven nations. By the way, by the way, in parentheses, this week the, uh, the, the um, Joint Arab List made their demands to join the government. And what was their demand? The Jews don't go up to the Temple Mount. I mean, could could you could you could you please be more biblical than demanding of the Jews not to go to the Temple Mount? That is just that is just the height of like of like the Seven Nations. I'm not equating the Arab parties with the Seven Nations, but because uh, I'm not calling for for any kind of vigilante action at all. I am not saying that at all. But it is interesting, isn't it? that their one demand is don't serve God on the Temple Mount, right? That's what, that's what the joint Arab parties want to make sure. Don't serve God on the Temple Mount. Uh, and then he says, and keep the three festival holidays. Come to Jerusalem three times a year and do not come empty-handed. Six days you have to work, and on the seventh day uh, you have to uh, 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 not work but others say that this is a reference to the seventh year fallow. And then it talks about the the the, the three holiday cycle. Right? And then it says uh, it says like this. It says it says three things. Why? What what am I gonna promise you? I will I will kick out the nations from before you, or you will inherit their lands. Uh, and I will, I will, I will kind of move them out from before you. So I'll do one. I'll get rid of the Gentiles from before you. Two. I will widen out your borders. Three. Nobody's going to be is going to yearn for your land. Nobody's going to covet your land. When all you have to do is come up to Jerusalem three times a year. You come up to Jerusalem three times a year, and all those problems. Now think about that. Our borders have only shrunken. People are coveting our land all over the place, and and uh, uh, and the Gentiles, uh, instead of being kind of kicked off the land, those who hate us uh, are in, in some sense there's an there's a infestation uh, of uh, of haters uh, of Israel vis-a-vis these this Arab joint list. There are many Arabs who are not like that. There are many Druze that are not like that. But there is an element of jihadism, and the great, greatest way to prove it is Gaza. Look what happened there. right? We, we Our borders shrank, and instead uh, this hating group took over, and they've made war against us. So God says, I'll do three things. I'll, I'll get rid of those Gentiles. I'll widen out your borders, and nobody's going to cover your land. But all I want you to do is come three times a year to Jerusalem. Honor me. Show me off. I think this is this is something that needs to be read, you know. We we need to read this all the time. We need to remember these things. And he says finally, uh, uh he reminds people, he reminds the Jews of the Passover, the Shavuot, uh the Sukkot, and then he finally says, uh and do not cook a kid in its mother's milk. We spoke about that a few weeks ago. And Moses uh um was up on the mountain learning these things for 40 days and 40 nights. He did not eat and he did not drink and he wrote on, the, uh, on these two tablets, these uh, tablets of covenant, these 10 things. And when Moses came down on the mountain, there was something different about him this time that he didn't have the first time. Only in the second time did he come down and his face was, the skin of his face was glowing because God had spoken to him face to face. And Aaron and the children of Israel, when they saw Moses, they feared him. It was a scary sight. And he called to them. Moses called to them. They came closer to them, Aaron and all the heads of the tribes, and then the rest of the Jewish people. And God com- And Moses commanded them what, what God commanded him. And then from then on, Moses had to cover his face. He had to put on his face a mask, a Purim mask, where God's face was, where Moses' face could not be seen, except for those times when he would actually be teaching the Torah, then that light would be there. Uh, and and the whole nation of people would see the face of Moses because it glowed. And then after he would stop teaching them, he would, and when it became down to just being Moses and, and not just the godly emissary at that moment, he would have to cover his face. And that's such a sign for what God is himself. God God reveals himself at times, but the rest of the time he covers himself. But if you want the real God, you got to know that he's amongst you. Though he's covered up, though he's covered up, his face is covered, the real God is amongst you. That's the deal. That's the deal that was made. Uh, that's the end of the Torah portion of Kitisa. I think one of the most powerful Torah portions that there are. And I have such a great merit to speak to you about it. Today, from my quarantined little room uh, here in Judea, Israel, uh, close close to Yerushalayim, Yerushalayim, between Yerushalayim and Hebron, two holy cities, uh, come and visit us here. Don't let the coronavirus stop you for too long. Uh, stay healthy, stay stay um, uh, stay smart, uh, but be uh, cautious not to be not to be overly cautious. Be cautious. All I mean to say is. Remember the Holy Land, and when this thing passes, come come, uh, come quick, come to the land. You'll see, actually, you'll hear in the next half with Maka Fleischer that she uh, speaks of uh, one of the Gdolay Israel, one of the uh, uh, sages of Israel today who says, no, if you have Pesach plans, still arrive. You can hear that next on the Yishai and Malka half of the Yishai Fleischer Show. Folks, you're listening to the Yishai Fleischer Show on the Land of Israel, the Land of Israel Network. Uh, I'm in quarantine, so therefore I'm seeing less people, and therefore your emails make me joyous. So please uh, make, your, make your friend Ishai joyous by writing me an email, eshai at thelandofisrael.com. Support a great network, uh, thelandofisrael.com and our other shows, and uh, check out eshaifleischer.com where I put up more videos uh, from my uh, uh, recent, uh, recent time at CPAC, and you'll see me kind of on the public stage. A lot of good stuff, a lot of good content. Just join us and, and be part of the great story. Of course, support if you can. It's always helpful. And another way supporting of supporting is just writing a five-star review if you want to give me five stars. Um, maybe five stars is too much. Four is good enough, all right? Uh, give me uh, a, 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 you know, give, give the, the podcast a thumbs up or whatever it is that you got to give in whatever player you're using so that other people can find it and be more all right, folks, Mata Fleischer's next. Stay tuned, stay strong, stay connected, stay part of the story, and we'll be right back. Shalom, everybody, and welcome back to the Isha Fleischer Show, broadcasting from Judea and from quarantine. And I'm drinking quarantinis here with my beloved Malka Fleischer. Malka, welcome to the show. Hi, Isha. What what flavor do you think is the quarantini? Orang- like what do orange- we put in the quarantini? Orangey type of flavor. You orange know?
1: with a little triple
0: sec with a little orange juice and uh, and a little And a
1: little like a, just uh, like a like do you just rub a little bit of rubbing alcohol around the, the right, rim?
0: That's right. No salt. Wait, what do you call that, that red stuff? Like it's a it's a red vermo- not vermouth, what's it called? Like it's a red type of uh, a red alcohol? Yeah, like a red alcohol. Like that you Fireball. Put, no, that you add to Fireball would be nice. That would be. That's a. That's a good one. That's a good one. That's a good one. All right, so
1: let's shift it orange over. Orange juice. So orange tri- juice and Fireball. No, that's good. Orange
0: juice triple sec Fireball. That's disgusting. Uh not Fireball. You know that honey pepper stuff. Hon- oh, not, honey pepper, not honey pepper. Not honey. Not honey pepper. The honey whiskey. That honey. Uh, oh, the Tennessee. What's yeah, it called? The Tennessee, Tennessee Honeyball. Tennessee honey, Tennessee honey. Tennessee honey with. Triple sec and orange juice. That's a drink I just uh, made up. Called the called the called the quarantini. And
1: you you have to wear rubber gloves when you're drinking it.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, Malka, uh, is, as it's as it's as is well known. Uh, by the time people listen to this, it'll be probably day thirteen for me of uh, of uh, quarantine, uh, which is which is really not quarantine. Just just to make it clear, what what happened was is that I was not in quarantine for like a week uh, here in Israel since I came home. I well, not a week. I came home on Monday. And on next Sunday, I found out that one of the people at the conference that I was at. That you shook hands with. That I shook and hands touched. with and, and, and was friendly with, uh, got sick. Turns out that nobody, uh, the good news is, that's the bad news. The good news is and that. And we pray for his full and speedy recovery. 100%. I know him. He's a really sweet man. Nice, and, and Israel-loving nice, Jew. That's right. So, refuah to him. Um, but, uh, but that being said, the, the good news is that Nobody that was exposed to him has gotten sick. Baruch Hashem. So that's, that's, that is definitely a miracle. Yeah, that is a...
1: Because he's a very social guy. This coronavirus is a virus for nice people.
0: I, you know, you've said that to a few people. I don't think people understand exactly what you mean. What you mean is that that if you're nice...
1: Yeah, if you're like, hey, and you're like out there, and you're traveling, and you're seeing things, and you're meeting people, you're shaking hands, you're hugging, that's like, those are the people who are getting this sickness.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Not the people who are like the you know uh, in the basement playing video games every day.
0: <laughs> oh man, this sickness, um, this thing. Uh, now I don't know where you live. For example, uh, my, my my good friend Moshe Herman, who lives in Idaho, is like, "Hey, no, I'm in Idaho. He's like nothing. Nothing's happening here because no one life, goes to Idaho. I don't know if I Idaho said this on the is show. not the social capital of the world. Capital. He himself says it's the sticks. It's, he lives out in the sticks." And he said, Right, and he said to me, first thing, big mazal tov to him. Yes. Still owe my baby of, gift. Don't, of, don't worry, we didn't forget you. And two beautiful twins. Uh, just wonderful. We're wonderful pictures. Thank you so much. Um, but there are other places, like here, Israel, that it's hit and hitting. We have now here in Israel 100 people sick. Uh, but like... It's jumping up fast. And Israel is a tiny country, right?
1: And a social country. And a very, very social country. That's what I was going to say. It feels like what that means is that Israel is very lax about its coronavirus enforcement, which is not true. Israel is one of the harshest countries when it comes—I mean harshest—well, let's say strict—one of the strictest countries when it comes to coronavirus uh, activism. For example, yesterday, Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu and a bunch of health officials— Got together for a press conference and announced that they had been seriously considering shuttering all the schools, all the schools, um, but decided against shuttering the schools. But but um, did decide that they are going to uh, prohibit all meetings of 100 people or more. You're not allowed basically except for like the grocery store. You're still allowed to go to the grocery store where I guess there's probably more than 100 people. Yeah. But aside from that, you're not supposed to do anything that has. And that is that has such an effect. You know, now is the time between um, Purim and Pesach is very big wedding season here in Mm -hmm, Israel. mm -hmm. It's a time everyone likes to get married before Pesach. Why? Why? Because then you move as a couple into a new apartment that is already clean for Pesach. Totally serious. (laughs) People like to move and be like okay listen we'll just like forgo this whole Pesach cleaning by getting right. married like a week or two before Pesach. Right. And then we don't have to clean our apartment. Right
0: but but you have to add to that which is a, a young husband is not used to taking orders from a, a young wife well, and so also, she, she like sort of like lets him in easy. I'm saying like like he's not used to that and that could cause you know tension right. and and just Pesach cleaning can cause can cause certain tensions. Not like if you're a trident. And where
1: where have you noticed any tensions?
0: I I don't. I, here's what I'm saying. What I'm saying is at my. Have you noticed some tension somewhere from at, anyone? At my advanced husbanding stage, <laughs> uh, where I have where I am I am I am a veteran husband now. Yeah. Then that period and its and its uh, uh, atmosphere is already well known to me, and I'm ready, prepared for dealing with it, although. Although uh, I must say that not as ready as I used to be because for the past few years, you and I have been uh, going to uh, a hotel. Right. Since I was like the scholar in the, residence right. there, type of thing. And you were the hostess. Hostess with the hostess. Uh, and, uh, and now this year, that's not happening, not just because of Corona, but because it just uh, didn't work out. It just didn't work out this year. Which is, which is ironic Which is sort
1: of a weird little miracle Because basically They would probably be Canceling on us anyway Right My That's guess funny. is that most people I'm curious I would like to hear I wonder if we have any listeners Who are planning on coming for Pesach Yes Who are either still coming for Pesach Or are not still coming for Pesach Yeah I'm curious to hear If you're one of our listeners Who had a Pesach plan Right We're curious to hear What are you doing with your Pesach plan I heard that Rav Kanievsky says That everyone who has a plan to come to Israel should come and should not cancel their their trip to Israel even if you have to be in be dude
0: even if you have to be in isolation for the whole two right, weeks right let's just say the word isolation in Hebrew is be dude from the word boded. Boded means like alone or lonely alone alone and and but if you're in but we've changed that word to be dude be the be dude okay i'm in be dude and one of the jokes that i made over social media it uh, was a picture uh, that I wrote. Hey man, as in Haman, Haman. I'm in B, dude. Okay, because this poem, uh, I was yes. in 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 quarantine. Isolatia. Isolatia. That's a word that we made up, and also Quarantini, which is a word <laughs> I did not make up. But uh, we it.
1: should. That should be real. The Quarantini should be real.
0: Quarantini is the drink you drink in quarantine.
1: No, but there has to be a recipe, and it has yeah. to go around the world. Yeah. And people have to have Quarantini parties of like five people only. Okay.
0: It's got like vitamin C and a vitamin C. Ah, inside.
1: yes. That's good what, call. That's, that's, that's the orange. orange. So then so then why are you going sideways with the fireball? Just be like no. you need
0: no cuz then you need inner you need a you need something to burn out the oils. Maybe
1: a little passion fruit? I think that has that has vitamin C as well. What,
0: what about a a, a a little drip of Corona beer? Interesting. Okay. Yeah, you got to throw in a little bit of Corona beer.
1: All right, listeners, we need a recipe for the quarantini. quarantini. If any of you are mixologists, then please reply back with a yes. good recipe for the for the coronavirus quarantini 2020 right. cocktail of
0: the decade. Or or hashtag for Mix-A-Lot. Okay. <laughs> hashtag quarantini is just great. Yeah, hashtag quarantini. Great. Um, okay, okay right. I just, just want to say that um, the thing about about Corona is that it is serious and it's you have to take serious. it seriously and, and people are uh, suffering. And so... On the one hand, like, I, I'm I'm not joking when I say, you know, take take all the orders. I'm taking the orders seriously.
1: We got gel. We got alco gel in all every up room, in our house. every room, right? Every
0: room is alco you gel. He's
1: using one of these, like, when, when people come over, uses one of these, like, expensive masks.
0: Yeah. So, uh, on the one hand, uh, take it very seriously. And, and let's stay healthy. And let's help other people stay healthy. And on the other hand, like, a little bit of humor... Well, that's how Jews get by. Right. We're famous for our humor, us right. Jews. Hashtag Corona humor uh, is is a hashtag I found today, and I like it. And and, and then, is there a blessing for the czar? Yeah, may, may yeah, may. Corona... That's how
1: we. That's how we roll. The Jews, like when we face a tough situation, like Bokir we we face a tough situation all the time. So yeah. you make little jokes. Yeah, I just I
0: just want to say that there is past corona there is also other life other news i don't even know what you're talking about that's exactly my point like today i posted on twitter a a a picture of the almond trees here in israel flowering and it was such a beautiful photo of just like fields of olive trees flowering and it's just like almond uh, excuse me almond trees flowering and the olive trees
1: are what gives you the allergies no
0: the almond trees are flowering i think everything gives me allergies now uh, but in any case, so, so
1: beautiful, you'll probably yeah. notice if you're on social media and you're friends with Israelis who have little kids, you've probably noticed at some point uh, pictures of of uh, your friends, kids with some alum, almond blossoms. Yeah, because it's so beautiful that everyone wants to take their kids outside to take pictures.
0: Yeah. So and, and I just I just want to kind of like be like, there are other things. There are other things.
1: It doesn't feel like there's other things.
0: That's because you haven't been out a lot,
1: okay? That's that's not true, Ishai. It's really... Look, we watch the news. Every once in a while, yeah. we plug in our, our special news box, and we watch the news uh, on television uh, here in our house. And we watched the news last night. Was there something else on the news? There was nothing else was on the one, news. There was
0: one thing. There was one thing. The The effort to form a government... a a center-left government with the aid of the Joint Arab List, and the shocking, shocking demand of the Joint Arab List to stop all visitation of Jews on the Temple Mount. That is what they want.
1: Well, they want two things. They want to stop visitation of Jews on the Temple Mount, and they want to cancel out the right of return for Jews. I love it. And what's unbelievable to me is that there are people in the party who are like, okay. Let's, let's think, we'll that. think about yeah. that. Yeah. Like they may even say no. But the fact that they would be like, we hear you now, let's think about it. It's just like you guys are non grata. You are persona yeah. non grata. Yeah. It's like, why don't you just go ahead and be jointless then? So in that sense, look, like no one in this country is like, oh, good, a fourth election. Like it's almost it's sort of insane. It's like it's it's not of this world. The thought that we would have to go to a fourth election, although I did look it up, Ishai. And it turns out that this is not the first time that this has happened on planet Earth. Hmm. There are other governments that have taken like a year, two years to form, like hmm. long times until they could figure it out. Really? Um, not that I'm proud of this. I think that we what, need to... What kind of
0: countries are they? Are I think
1: they... Italy was one. I can't yeah. remember I knew now. you were going to say
0: Italy. and That you? is true, yeah. But can I just say, <laughs> Italy is a very beautiful Poor country. Italy. Italy is a beautiful country. I myself have Well, not... they used
1: to... They were like the founders of government almost over there.
0: Uh, that's... That's well, next the Greeks door also, Greeks, but, right. but
1: the Romans also were were, were famous for, for solid government. But you
0: know what? Italy today, like it, the Romans were also famous fighters. Right. But Italians are not, okay? Italians, they make a beautiful things. Uh, you know, they make oh, a beautiful pizza Italy, and a beautiful by the Ferrari. Way. Back to the real topic. Ba- back to the, yeah, they're very sick over there. It's um, so
1: It's so sad. And somebody, I, w- I was looking on social media, I, I, wait, I just and somebody was th- like, why does Italy have such a high death rate? Yeah. And they're like, because we have a lot of people who live long, they have a long lifespan over ah. there. So they have a lot more elderly people.
0: That's also true. And by the way, by the way, Italy has a long lifespan because of their lifestyle, you know? Right. The, the, the diet, very calm, very beautiful. Everything's like, life is Seaside. good. Yeah, life is good in Italy. But they're not known for their great governance. No, I guess I mean? not. And I, I'd like to... Well,
1: Jews are not known for their great governance either. <laughs> I guess you're right. I guess you're right. We're we're we're, right. we're so wonderful, and we have lots of wonderful qualities. But I, being I, really like solid governors,
0: is I not. I can see us being like Italy in a lot of ways. You know what? Now that you think it, now that you've right. we're it.
1: just the like more Middle East tense for like moved over
0: a notch. Plus, plus a little bit more, um, uh, you know, Semitic. Ha, yeah, with that little Jew brain added into right. it, you know. Um, I've never been to Italy and i hope uh, i hope well, we're I've, not going there soon i hope i have the merit to see it one day i i hear that rome is uh, is, is is a place that's 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 val- valuable to visit and, and when i go to places like that it really reflects back to me on israel and, and really the israel of the temple period I'd, I'd love to kind of meet it through through meeting like through meeting uh, rome and understanding that but i guess that's neither here nor there right. since i'm not going to you're in, in your rome. office and that's right. where you're staying
1: Right. On a mattress
0: on the floor. Uh, I've remembered a lot of songs that have something to do with like loneliness. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I remember that Phil Collins song, "Just Another Day <laughs> from You and Me, You and Me, and par- Me and You in Paradise, You and Me or Me and You." I don't remember. And then I remember that one. And then I remembered the uh, the uh, Simon and song, "I Have My Books <laughs> and My Poetry to Protect Me." And then I remembered there's an Israeli song which is my it's, private room yeah my private room which is all about like this guy who's stuck in his private room and i and so so all kinds <laughs> of so i wanted to make like a collage if and at previous radio stations where, where i was at that's what we would do immediately we would put all that like the oh like
1: a like a playlist
0: playlist and we'd be like no not a playlist like a little collage or a montage, a montage of, of 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 like 30 seconds of like different songs about you know kind of be a medley, like, a medley, a medley, and then you'd be like, and then you'd be like, and, and then we'd finish off with, um, you know, if you're stuck in coronavirus, enjoy, Israel National Radio. That's what you know. That's what I funny. Mean? That's what we would do. I'd be like Ben, and and this was Ben Bresky, who I've been working with for many years, and and at this our beautiful radio station, thelandofisrael.com. dot com. But at, when we were worked at the first radio station, I'd be like Ben. We got a situation. We got tons of people in in uh, in quarantine. Quarantini. They're all in there. So let's make a let's make a tight little medley, uh, thirty seconds or a one minute medley of all the different. No, thirty seconds of of all the different like songs about that's being funny. alone, and then be like Israel National Radio with you, in, in, quarantine. Your, in quarantine. That's funny. Yeah, that's what we would do. We had we had a lot of those. We had a lot I of wanted those.
1: to ask people also to write in if they're in quarantine in America. Certainly write in if you're in a quarantine in Israel. will shout out to you as you're in your lonely, 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 little room. I'm on a
0: WhatsApp group of, of I Israelis. I can't believe that
1: there's a WhatsApp group already of Israelis in quarantine. Right. That is too funny. Um, also, I saw a beautiful video uh, on Purim of uh, of these like Chabad Bokhrim reading Megillah in, on someone's like porch. Yeah. And then the, the camera turns and you could see that the family is on the other side of the door like inside the house in their quarantine. And Chabad, God bless them, and not just Chabad, um, but Chabad went around to all different houses this year reading Megillah outside of the front doors of people who could not hear it, which was so beautiful. Isha you also got to hear a special Megillah reading this year.
0: Yes, I was enjoying the internet uh, version of, of Megillah. I heard a fabulous internet version. Live stream. Live stream, live stream. However, Mus- which
1: the rabbis, you know, there's a whole halakha that came out uh, about how to conduct yourself on Purim for those people who are in quarantine yeah. this year. Yeah. And the rabbis, the, the rabbis of Israel, the no, chief Israel. the chief rabbinate, thank you. The chief rabbinate of Israel came out with a whole series of Jewish law about what to do. And one of the laws was like, no, you are not going to go here, Megillah. Right. Which is a very big in deal, public, in right? Public. In public. In public. So they said, "What can you do?" Public. Public. Yeah. You can either hear a a live stream of of uh, Megillah, or you can read from your kosher cloth. If you have a Megillah at home, you can read it. And they even basically said, if you can't do either of those things, then just read it out of your book, right? Read the Megillah out of the book, and that's the best you can do. But like, you're not allowed right. to. Possibly endanger anybody, correct? Uh, through your hearing of the Megillah, that's right. So Isha, it was an extra treat for us because we heard you played it nice and loud, the Megillah, and we heard the Megillah
0: uh, like all through the house twice. Yes, and it was very good reading. It was on internet. It happens to be. I want to make it clear though. I had a kosher scroll, a cloth here at home that you bought me for my fortieth yes birthday. Which was really not so long ago. So everybody, calm down, <laughs> and and uh, heard it. Uh, but while reading it to yeah. myself uh, from a kosher scroll, so I heard it. There is such a pleasure of looking at a Megillah scroll and re- and hearing or reading the document itself. You really feel like you just got the letter from Mordechai himself, from Mordechai and Esther. They like wrote it and sent it to you, and you're one of the people who received it. There's this whole like thing in the Megillah, which is like the runners went out with the message in their pouches and they're out there and they're they're giving it to every land and their language and every person in their way right. i love i love those you know you know kol amb, amb, you know kol right. all that business i love that business and, and and when you get when you have a kosher scroll it's like a persian runner just uh, like just, a, brought you the, just brought you the the scroll the info right and you're reading it so I, I really enjoyed that. So that was one of the best gifts I ever got in my whole entire life, Malka. Well, you're welcome. You have you gave it to me. And I and I and I do recommend it. It is a cost, but but if you it, it, you know, a lot of people have a lot of cool Judaica in the house, maybe one of those silver etrog things. I don't have one of them. You know, a shofar is always nice to have. But I do say that having your own megillah is a pleasure. That right. I, that I, I also recommend.
1: I'm a little bit more Eastern European than you, Ishai. Yes. So I also think to myself, if you have a megillah, that's like a good yerusha. It's <laughs> like when you die,
0: then your kids are like, "I have my father's megillah." <laughs> I tell you, Malka. I tell you. <laughs> I tell you, you're a real you're you're like a real throwback, mommy. you are like uh, I do not know you are you are you are you are like a, I don't know. You're 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 like a. Yeah, you're like an Eastern European you got you got that stuff that you brought with you from, from uh from two thousand years and now planted in the soil of Zion. Zion. And, and and you're you're doing it great, mommy. Thanks so much. Oh, so what I wanted to say before is
1: that we I was interested in hearing from people in quarantine in the United States, but there's not that many people in quarantine in the United States. Not yet. I just noticed now now. It's interesting, right? Because because you and I, we live a life in which we kind of bridge the Israeli life and the, I'll say American life, but really the English speaking life, but really the American life, right? You and I,
0: we're not Australians. God <laughs> we're God not
1: Australians. We're not British. We're not South African. Um, so it's really like the American but experience. And I've it's,
0: been to Australia twice. Yeah, which is cool. I, I just got to say, so you, cool. I cool. would love to go to. I yeah. love.
1: I love. You know that I love England. I would love to go to Australia. Australia,
0: um, a place worth going to once in your yeah,
1: life. So yeah. So when we all get back on planes, maybe we'll. Maybe there'll be cheap tickets, and we'll go to Australia. Yeah. Um, but the the American we
0: have, we have mm, th- just to make this uh, public service announcement. Uh, the group of the IJI. Yeah. The IJI. The Australian Jewish Association.
1: Associa- I can't say it. Australian Jewish
0: Association. Who are awesome.
1: So awesome. Kick to and they're friends with fighters. us on Twitter.
0: They're our friends. They are here out of like a group of, I don't know 20 or 30. Five are here. They made it on their wow, trip. Wow, 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 and wow, And they're going to have a mini tour. And we're going to be- Are you going to
1: be out of quarantine in time to take them to Hebron?
0: Yes. And on Sunday, you and I have dinner- So excited. With the founder of the IJ At a restaurant? At a restaurant. Of 100 people or less? Yep. We're going to eat fat awesomeness. And, oh uh, my God. Yeah. I'll, I'll wear a mask and gloves. You'll be fine, probably. And- <laughs> And I just, just want to say, anybody the brave, the brave members of the IJI, are and they here. like
1: rerouted their thing. They were supposed to stop in through South Korea or something through through Seoul. They were supposed to make a stopover, which I hear. Is a, I
0: hear is a very interesting place. So
1: I would like to go there too. Yeah. Uh, Ishai, look, after this all is all done, the first like week after everyone <laughs> is like being okay, there is going to be cheap flights everywhere.
0: No, they're going to get expensive.
1: No, the first thing they're going to do is be cheap. Why? Then they're going to get expensive. Okay. Because they're going to want people to get back on the plane. Right. First people are going to be like, I don't know if I want to get on the plane. So they're going to be like, if you look now, I'm subscribed to Dan's Deals on Twitter. It's one of those things where it shows you like deals that are happening on the internet, especially Amazon. Yeah. So it's like a trip from right now from Chicago to, no, from New York City to Chicago is $37. Oh my gosh.
0: And also that's like. And you're likely to get the three seats thing. Yeah. It's like
1: practically first class for $37. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Just don't, just don't
1: touch don't anything.
0: I don't like it when you see those pictures of the Chinese like pointing a temperature gun at your head. Yeah, uh, that's th- a little unsettling. I wish they, would, I wish it wouldn't look like a gun as much. And also I like it though.
1: It's like this is serious. Right. Bang. That's true.
0: Bang. That's right.
1: Um, but yeah, I noticed that that Donald Trump. <laughs> excuse me. I'm still getting over my cold from last week a little. Uh huh. Um, I noticed that Donald Trump, the president of the United States, has finally like, done a big thing about coronavirus. There was a lot of, like, debate inside the United States as to whether we're supposed to be, like, really nonchalant. This is going to be fine. It's not a big deal. And that seemed to be the tack that Trump was taking for a long time. And everyone's like, dude, the whole world is is totally wigging out, and you're not wigging out at all. And then now he has placed, like, a flight ban on most of Europe, and, like, foreign nationals are, like, not supposed to come. It's sort of like the Israeli model right now which is which is israel's model is like foreigners are not supposed to arrive here right um but israelis can still kind of on whatever flight they can get and then they have to go into two weeks of quarantine so americans i don't think they have to go i'm not sure but i don't think they have to go into two weeks of quarantine or any kind of quarantine once they get back yeah um but i i a little bit because israel has been like so intense about coronavirus and also because we really we are social Jews are flying all over here there and people are coming congregate, in all con- the time We congregating we in our deal congregations. with people a lot. Yeah. So um, so we have these like hundred cases now which seems kind of disproportionate for a country that only has eight million people. Right. Um, but really it's it's kind of a testament to how hard Israel is trying to prevent the coronavirus from spreading. And we've had some some mistakes. Like, there, there was a story on the news
0: there was some last dude night was about a guy who worked at the airport, tested. and he
1: had the horrible flu, and his wife was, like, beating down the door of the hospital, begging them, just give him the coronavirus te- virus test, and they were like, no. And then he ended up having coronavirus. He'd been all over the hospital. He'd been all over the place. And, like, so that was, like, s- such an unnecessary risk. But that one story like also got out all over the country i think oh, yeah. that it will change the uh, protocol protocol is a very big thing yeah um when it comes to this coronavirus
0: all right mark listen i've uh, i've uh, i've exhausted the coronavirus
1: yeah need to discuss yes, i feel okay. i
0: feel i feel like first thing let's bless everybody with briut yes, with with health yes total health total health uh, uh may Hashem, uh, may Hashem uh, give us total health but also i i i, I want to say i believe that there's a moment here a moment, this is an article I'm trying to write here, a moment of reflection. Our world, as it's been going, has been upended. Right. The
1: speed of which... And we're lucky that it hasn't been upended more, and we need to really pray to God that it won't be upended
0: more. Wait, yes. But I'm trying to say something here, which is, there's a time here to reflect about everything. For example, about the nature of, of globalization, how quickly it's all going, the pace of our life. Like my pace of my life personally has slowed down tremendously in the past few days because of this quarantine and it's just like where is it all going? What is the pace of life all taking us? Like what is this globalized world? What is its purpose? Where is it going? Why is it happening? Why or in a religious way, why is God making it that we've become globalized? What's the let's have a thought moment here for a second. Let's think about it. Let's be like what is this really all about? Moreover, um um you know the internet and all that connectivity like what what's it all for um there was another thought that i had about about thinking about it uh oh think about the israeli government like be, like maybe as we're quarantined a little bit let's just think a little bit about the nature of the state of israel how it's working maybe our government system needs a reformation not maybe maybe, maybe we need geographic representation maybe we need uh, uh, service, as Rabbi Mike talked about last week, voting only if you've served the state. Maybe we need to just take a pause and think. And then, and then I want to think about the Arab parties. Like, why do you want to stop Jews from going to the temple now? That's wackadoodle. And and why aren't you more loyal? Imagine and for a second if there was a party loyalty. that
1: wanted to stop Muslims from going to the temple.
0: Right? Yeah. What know, would what kind of outcry would that? be? I like that. I'm going to tweet that. I'm going to tweet that. I know. Here's my answer. You know what I mean? Let's stop Arabs going from the Temple Mount. How does that sound? I, I like that very much. That's a, great, that's a great meme. You know what I mean? Let's, let's just... And, and I, I'm just trying to say that given the moment of coronavirus, it's a great moment to just do a deep think. Famously, uh, the head of Microsoft... Um, Bill Gates? Bill Gates, or well, the founder of Microsoft, he takes like a week off, a, a year, to read... He, like, detoxes from connectivity and takes off, like, a week to read. That's nice. And to think the big thoughts. That's what he says. He says, like, it's time to think the big thoughts. That's what I think about Corona. It's like, hmm. Everything that we've known, like, our life has just been so turned upside down. So let's, like, take this time to, like, consider. Right. P.S. Maybe not coincidentally, this week is the Torah portion of Kitisa, which is, I think certainly can be named amongst the most dramatic moments in text, in, 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 in dramatic biblical moments, the moment where, where, where the, the sin of the golden calf, Moses coming close to Hashem, begging him to keep going with the Jewish people, this back and forth, the revealing of God's face even more to Moses, Moses coming down the mountain with his face glowing. Let's take time to, like, get mystical, Think deep thoughts. One of my favorite meditations is to try to imagine what it looked like to see Moses coming down off that mountain with his face glowing. Just imagine that, you know? And that's my point. My point is like, let's not just be in yet another like very fast-paced, uh, new you cycle, know, new cycle. oh my God, corona, corona, corona. Like, okay, there's a message here. I don't know what the message is. By the way, it's not a coincidence that the word corona means crown. COVID. Right, which COVID means like honor, right? But like but like In Hungarian and uh, Hebrew. Hungarian, yeah. But like I, I just I'm just trying to recommend to everybody be like use this moment. Use this moment to like look into your own life, look at the pace of your life, your relationships with other people. Look inside yourself. How are you treating yourself, your mind, your own body? How are you treating your time? How are you treating your money? How are you treating God? How much time do you give God? I'll never forget that I, I I have a friend who suffered uh, a, a a pretty intense bout of uh, cancer of the tongue, and when he came through that horrible horrible disease, that he faced, in which a big chunk of his tongue was cut out and all kinds of stuff like that, he dedicated the rest of his life to learning Torah. And and I was always like, aha, uh-huh. you know, there's a person who like saw it, saw the end, and was like, okay. I'm coming back to life, but I'm going to dedicate my life to Torah, and I'm, I'm I'm just trying to say, let's let's use this moment for for some deep global introspection, right? You know introspection, and and it's being forced. It's been forced upon us. It's not like I'm like say I'm not saying everybody take a week off and consider the world. Something is telling us think about things, friends. Think about things. There's a plague out there. I saw a funny meme that I thought was funny. He said, Have you ever thought of what it's like to be in the 14th century? Two popes and a, two popes and a plague, you know, like like you know we have two. There's two popes around today, not that this matters, but it was funny to me. Like like there's two popes and a plague, right? That's what it was like in the 14th century, and like all I'm saying is there's a plague out there. It's time to to just have a think out uh, of of what life, where life is leading us, where it's going, what how it could be a little bit better, how we could do things a little bit better. And, and where we want this world to go, it's being forced upon us, and and not to miss it by being stuck in our phones, and and in our you know and then watching the news and, and in every single coronavirus update. Let's right. actually take a like a deeper thought. Nice. Okay, Malka Fleischer, I want to thank you so much for joining me here in my room in yes. my cheder ha'intimishali. Gotta go gel my hands. You can gel your hands. Uh, I'm gonna have a, a another quarantini because. Quarantinis have been proven scientifically to eighty eighty nine point four percent kill any uh, <laughs> d- diseases inside. So pour me a big... I might as well have a... Well, we're
1: a, waiting for our mixologists, yeah. our, our bartenders, to get yeah. back to us with the That's right. ultimate recipe for the quarantini.
0: Right. So hashtag quarantini. And, uh, and you know, it's, it's, it's about 11 o'clock here, but it's 5 o'clock somewhere. <laughs> so <laughs> you know, if it's going to be a global world, you might as well enjoy it. <laughs> Uh, I want to bless you out there wherever you're. I, I want to also, um, I want to also uh, talk for just a second about our, our great uh, sponsors of our show. First is T'Chelet, the the great blue string that that Each is made. have
1: got to order our Pesach order. We
0: got to make our Pesach order today. Today, we, today we got to make that Pesach order, so we're going to do that. So that's T E K H E L E T dot com. Check it out and be yourself, a true blue Jew. Get yourself one of these awesome. Uh, uh, just, just a biblical throwback. Being alive today, I'm very proud of of being a Tchilit Where I'm wearing some right now. Um, let's talk about Hebron Fund. When coronavirus is over, you're going to come on that trip. You're going to be so thirsty for a little bit of holiness to connect with the fathers and the mothers. So check out HebronFund.org. And it's a zgula. Uh, it's a uh, it's a health tip to uh to donate a little bit to the good folks at Hebron Fund to holy causes to holy causes it's a good thing always if, and it helps with health uh, hashem says that if you you know give charity that's one of the ways to to avoid harsh harsh judgment uh, so that's hebronfund.org um what else malka our good friends of course and our sponsors of this show the land of israel network landofisrael.com uh, uh and i also want to say hi to the rothstein family they sent me the a picture of their Purim costume.
1: Never seen such a thing
0: in my life. They dressed up as those. You will not believe this. They dressed up as those little soldier,
1: green soldier toy, green you know, soldier with toys, all like base where you know they have these like little, are cheap plastic uh, toy soldiers, toy soldiers. And they looked real.
0: They looked. They were. They had these these fake old school. I don't guns, know how what
1: they painted themselves. And they painted with. themselves. They fully. were head to toe completely green.
0: It was unbelievable. It was unbelievable. It was unbelievable. I never saw such an outfit. Uh, Maybe we
1: should. Uh, you think we could put that up on on your your email this week?
0: Yeah, With I'm gonna ask them.
1: Costume, like the perm costume or winners.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say that's great. See, good, good point again, Malka. You're so smart. I try. You're so smart. I don't smart. know. God don't bless know. you. God bless you, i Thank you, I mean. God bless you, folks, wherever you are out there. Malka, thanks so much for joining me uh, and coming into my uh, room here, where I've been sleeping also. <laughs> <laughs> Alone. <laughs> All right, folks. God bless you. Thank you, God, for, for this opportunity. Please uh, let us let us pray for the health of others. Yes, amen. Uh, All people bryut.
1: Jews, non Jews, right. wherever you are in the world, wherever good people are, Hashem should right. be with them and bless them. There are some people
0: everything. though that have the coronavirus.
1: If Hassan Nasrallah might have the coronavirus, am I gonna pray for him? No. Um no, I'm, I'm, not. Gonna, I'm
0: gonna I'm pray, not. pray for him, but not maybe not the way he pray wants. For his okay. Yeah, uh, yeah. The bad guys. Sorry, it was just
1: Purim yesterday.
0: Yeah, bad guys who have coronavirus, uh, you know, mass murderers, Jew haters, and and, and such, uh, excluded from our from our prayers. Oh, except for maybe you should do tshuva, you should repent. All right, folks. God bless you. Thanks again, Malka, and Shalom Ad Israel. Shalom to lovers of Israel. Health to all. Lots of brachot, blessings from the land of blessings, and we'll see you again next week. Right here, Shabbat Shalom.